chapter 19. This morning, of course, we talked about the responsibility of love, and I spent a lot of time at the beginning of that message uh, just talking about basically the role of the husband, the role of the wife uh, that's in the home. And basically, you know, God, when He created this world, He set things up in a, in a way, He had a plan, He had a way things were supposed to work, and when we get off the path of what God had intended, we mess everything up and we create chaos. And so tonight I want us to kind of, on the same area, uh, you know, of course, we just, you know, Valentine's Day was yesterday, and so everybody wants to talk about relationships and stuff this time of year, and it's all supposed to be about love and, you know, finding that someone, you know, and you got you got kids today, you know, that are encouraging, you know, have find a valentine and give some little girl a valentine. And, you know, here's the truth. Kids don't even need to be worrying about that stuff. You know, all right, you, know, you, boy, you know, little boys in here, even teenagers, you know, you don't need to worry about that right now, okay? When you're ready to get married, then you can worry about that. But in the meantime, you're wasting your time. You're, gonna, you're not going to have any fun. You know, enjoy your teenage years, okay? And you will enjoy them more, guys, if you don't have a girlfriend, and vice versa. You will enjoy being a teenager more if you just do guy things. You know, go and you know, have fun. You know, go hunting, kill stuff. You know, I mean, be dirty, smelly, all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, and then eventually, you know, you can you can worry about finding the wife. But in the meantime, right now, don't worry about it. But one of these days, though, you're going to need to worry about it. And one of these days, that time is going to come where you need to find that special someone. And so tonight, I want us to really look at God's plan. Really, this is focused on the guy for finding that someone. How God set things up. Because I'm telling you once again, if you start doing this wrong, if you start going outside of God's plan, you're going to mess everything up in your family. You're going to mess everything up in your own life. And we're going to start reading in Matthew chapter 19 and verse 1. And it says, And it came to pass, when Jesus had finished these sayings, he departed from Galilee and came into the coast of Judea beyond Jordan, and great multitudes followed him, and he healed them there. The Pharisees also came unto him, tempting him, and saying unto him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? And he answered and said unto them, Have ye not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? And said, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh? Wherefore they are no more twain, but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. They say unto him, Why did Moses then command to give a writing of divorcement and to put her away? He saith unto them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, suffered you to put away your wives, but from the beginning it was not so. And I say unto you, whosoever shall put put away his wife, except it be for fornication, and shall marry another, committeth adultery, and whoso committeth adultery which is put away, doth commit or whosoever marrieth her with which is put away, doth commit adultery. His disciples say unto him, If the case of the man be so with his wife, it is not good to marry. But he said unto them, All men cannot receive this saying, save they to whom it is given. And he goes on and he talks about eunuchs. All right? And uh, there's rare exceptions, but most guys need to get married. Okay, that's just, that's just how it is. It's pretty normal. 
And notice in this situation how you've got these Pharisees. They're coming up and they're tempting Christ. Okay, They're going to tempt him with this question. And I think they kind of knew what he was going to say. Let's ask Christ about divorce. Because I think it's safe to say they knew that it was wrong. But they also knew that in the law, in the Old Testament law, that there was divorce that was in there. And if we can get Jesus to say something against divorce, which they knew he probably would, then we can accuse him of going against the law. And just and notice how things were complicated here, and they're giving these examples. And the truth is, Jesus made it pretty... When he first asked them this question, the answer he gives them at first is really a very simple answer, and it's simply this. Remember how it was in the beginning? God made male and female, and they too became one flesh. I mean, it's that simple. God made one woman for one man. And that's that was His plan from the beginning. And many times, too, people will look at the Old Testament and they'll say things, you know, how come God allowed guys like David and Solomon, these people who are so good, to marry so many different women? I mean, you've got the story of Abraham who had children with Sarah and Hagar, and you got Jacob that had two wives and, two, uh, and their two handmaids, and he had children with all four of them. Why did God allow that to happen? And the truth is, back then in the Old Testament, He had not given the commandment or the law for only one wife. However, Jesus makes it clear in the New Testament that from the beginning, that was the plan. I guess while He didn't necessarily give the commandment, it should have been obvious. They should have seen it. It was God's plan for one man and one woman. It was how He created things. And this bill of divorcement that came along was as a result of the hardness of their heart. It was as a result of them stepping out of the will of God, of them stepping outside of God's plan, and all of a sudden all these other laws and things had to start coming along to fix everything. You know, and for example today, um, you know, we've got courts that, you know, divorce courts that deal with, you know, husbands and wives breaking up and it's a very complicated thing and there's all these laws out there and, and whenever it happens when a marriage falls apart, it's just chaos, it's it's terrible. Everybody usually loses. And listen, I listen, if you've been divorced, okay, that doesn't mean that God's done with you. It doesn't mean that you know you have no hope. Listen, uh, you know, but you got to understand, you know, divorce is a problem and it is a sin, and we need we need to you know see it for what it is. But at the same time, if it's happened, hey, ask God for forgiveness and move on, and go forward, and God can still use you in a great way. Not picking on anybody. For that, but I want us to really just look at God's plan for the husband and wife, especially for the guy, how to find that one. How did God intend it? What did He do? Well, first of all, in Genesis 20, uh, Genesis chapter 2, we looked at this this morning, and this is the passage that Jesus was referring to. He quotes one of the verses in here uh, in Matthew chapter 19 that we just read. But in verse 20, or in verse 18, God said, It's not good that man should be alone. And then we see how God created all those animals and things. He had Adam name all of those animals. There wasn't a help me found there for him. But then the Lord took Adam's rib. He made a woman. And the Bible says there um, in verse 24, Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Okay, notice that phrase, for this cause. That's what I want us to focus on. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother. Okay? 
So what's the cause of leaving father and mother? A wife. Found you found a wife. And this is where we're gonna when we start talk, we're gonna kind of talk about the authority structure that God set up. This is where all these questions start coming at you. Well, what about this? Or what if this? What if that? And people want to complicate this very easy. But what I believe is God's plan. Okay, in the home, we talked about this morning how the husband is the head of the home. The wife is in subjection to the husband. The children are in subjection to the parents. But then, so at what point are the children no longer in subjection to the parents? Is it when they turn 18? Is it when they turn 21? Is it when they move out of the house? Or is it when they get married? And then if I say, well, if it's when they get married, then well, what if he doesn't get married until he's 30 or 40 years old? He still has to listen to mom and daddy. He you know, still has to do what his parents tell him to do. I mean, you know, and we start throwing all these things. But let's look at God's plan. And I think I can answer that question for you. And I, I, I think really it's pretty simple. I think we just complicate everything because of our sin, because we want to get off God's plan. We don't want to do what God wants to do. And whenever you veer from the path that God has set, there's going to be chaos, there's going to be problems. It's just the way it works. But we see here in this passage that it was God's intention you know, for one man and one woman. God saw that when He came together. He said, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. So we see that the cause, that cause there that it's talking about is marriage. For this cause, for marriage, a man and woman coming together, shall he leave his father and mother. So kids, you know, boys, you want to get out of the house? You want to get out from under the authority of your parents? Well, for this cause, all right? If you want to do that, you got to, it's marriage. That's what it's for. And that's the way God set it up. Well, I thought it was when I turned 18. I mean, do you really think most 18-year-olds are ready to just go off on their own and make all their own decisions? Most aren't. And you know, today, I'm telling you right now, 30 is the new 18. It really is in this generation. 30 is the new 18. I'm telling you right now, 30, I mean, you know, 29 and 30-year-olds are, I think, less mature than 18-year-olds used to be. We have a very immature society. They think that those young adult years, it's all about partying, going around, and being with as many girls as you can, and just doing whatever. You know, they mean college anymore. It's just all about partying anymore. It's not even about learning anything. And I'm telling you, college is becoming an absolute joke in this country. And now our president wants to give free community college to everybody, which is going to make college become even more of a joke because, listen, not everybody's meant to go to college. And, you know, it used to mean something if you had a college degree, but now they're giving it away like they give away high school diplomas. And it doesn't mean that much anymore. And young people today, they think being in the 20s, it's all about just being immoral and going around and protesting stuff all the time. And I I am shocked and I am horrified at just how many... uh, I've been to houses before, you know, where I do estimates and stuff, and I will be talking... Parents are like, you know, you know, they're having water issues and stuff. We were talking to a lady one time. It's like, you know, you need to have your gutters cleaned out. And she had a 30-year-old son who lived with her. And, you know, she was too old to do it. And I was like, you know, we, you, know you said you have your son who lives here. Well, you know, you, why don't you have him do it? Oh, I can't get him to do anything. Really? 
He's living in your house. I didn't say this to him. I'm thinking he's living in your house, and he you can't even get him to clean the gutters. I would tell him clean the gutters and move out. You know, but I mean, and that is a very common thing for guys. I mean, up in their 30s, living with their parents and not paying their. I mean, their parents pay for everything. They don't even try to get a job. They're not trying to do anything. They're not in college or anything. They're just mooching off their parents and spending all their money on drugs and stuff. I mean, just absolutely ridiculous. And it's not the way God set things up. God wants men to grow up and to get a wife. And I personally believe that you ought to get married young. I really do. I got married at 20, and I'm not saying everybody should go get married at 20. But at the same time, young men are attracted to women. And they need to get one. Otherwise, they're going to get in all kinds of trouble. And you're not supposed to get one until you get married. And so I think it would be wise to get married young. Don't go... Otherwise, you're going to get yourself in all kinds of trouble. And the Bible talks about you know, a man uh, you know, enjoying the wife of his youth. And I know some of that means your first wife, but two, wife of your youth, you know, get married young. Nowadays, most people don't want to get married until they're in their 30s. I think that's very foolish. You know, get, it's just going to get you in a lot of trouble. But we see the cause of leaving parents is marriage, and we see that there is a purpose of marriage. All right? What's, what's the purpose of marriage? Well, family. Okay? God made man the head of the home. Alright? He made the wife in subjection to the husband, and he made the children in subjection to the parents. And then that young man, he's supposed to grow up, and he's supposed to leave his mother and father. For what cause? For marriage. Alright? For marriage. And then when he gets married, guess who's now head of a home? Now he's the head of a home. Now the wife's in subjection to the husband. What about the girls when they grow up? Well, the girls when they grow up, their father is going to give them to a groom. And then that man will be the authority. Okay? I, and all, oh, you know, girls should be able to grow up and, you know, go and have their careers and do whatever. And, no, nah, I wouldn't want to send my daughter out into the wolves and hyenas that are in this world. Okay? I mean, I've worked, you know, I've worked a lot of secular jobs and I see the way it is for women out there. And I'm telling you right now, I would not want to send my daughter out amongst them dirty dogs that are out there. I mean, just I mean, just the filth of the world. And it's sad what they're subjected to sometimes. But God intended for young men to grow up. He intended them to get married. He intended for them, when they got married, to have a family. Look at what He commanded the man. First commandment that He gave man. God blessed them and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moved upon the earth. God told him, be fruitful and multiply. That was God's command. He wants husbands and wives, when they come together, He wants them to have kids. That's part of His plan. Now I know that I'm talking here real element. This is real elementary stuff. But look at how we're doing things in this country today. We encourage you know young men and young women to you know as soon as they grow up you know to go off to college somewhere and party like a bunch of drunken sailors for four years and uh, try out as many people as you can, which is absolutely foolish. And then maybe when they get thirty, after they've both established a career, they can both get married. Well, and after they've been married for a few years, maybe they can have one or two children. 
And you know, that's kind of how people do things. And it's not working out too well, is it? I mean, do we have really, you think we really have strong families in this country today? Not at all. And we see in the Bible, I believe God intended for men to get married young. He intended for them when they got married to be fruitful and multiply. But now, you know, women, they have a right to, you know, get all the free birth control and things they want. And we're pumping women with full of all these hormones and things that just make them crazy. Have all kinds of horrible side effects and things. I mean, boy, you know, I would read some warnings on some labels if I were y'all. I mean, it's just, I'm telling you, there's some stuff that's dangerous out there. A lot of these birth control pills and things, they actually cause abortions and things, you know, early abortions and stuff. And it just is messing people up. And then, well, you know, it'll help them have a better marriage. They'll be better off financially. Okay? But they're, it's making people crazy. And it's not the way God intended things. Listen, God intended for man and woman to get married. He intended for them to have children, to be fruitful and multiply. But multiplying is almost looked at as a curse anymore in this country. I mean, you ought to see the looks we get when we're in town sometimes, you know, parading six kids around. And these some of these parents with their one child that's all medicated and so ADD, you know, they can hardly sit still for five seconds. They look at us just all disgusted, and I'm thinking... My six kids are behaving, you know, their badness combined is better than your one kid all by yourself. You know, why is that? What's the difference? I think a normal, because I think we're a normal family. I think we're what God intended. You know, you're only 34 and you have six kids. You know, I hear that all the time. When When people find out how many kids I have. 34 and six kids? Are you crazy? No. I'm just kind of doing things the way God intended. And it's worked for you. Oh, I could never do that. I, I could never afford that. Well, yeah, I couldn't afford it either if I spent my weekends at the bar drinking all the time. I couldn't afford it either if I was spending all my money on lottery tickets and things. I couldn't afford it either if I had, you know, the best cable packages and you know was driving the fancy cars and all these things that you people think you have to do. I couldn't do it either. And yet these same people that are all stressed out, that are, I mean, just, you know, I, I could never do that, their marriages are completely falling apart. I mean, I've had people just act like I'm crazy because of my six kids and stuff, that they couldn't even hold their marriage together with their one child. And with, you know, they couldn't even make it financially with the two of them working all the time. It's chaos. It doesn't work. It's not what God intended. God intended for the man to be the provider. He intended the woman to be the keeper of the home. He intended for the woman to be in subjection to the husband, the children to be in subjection to the parents. That was God's plan, and He intended for the children to be in subjection to the parents, I believe, until they get married. And we think, you know, why why is this so bad? Why is this happening so bad? Because, once again, kids turn 18 and parents say, I'm done. You know how many parents I've heard out there in the world? I just can't wait till they turn 18. Why? You know, why? Because because then I can get them out of the house. Well, then they're gonna, you know, that's not gonna work out real well. I mean, you wouldn't send your 12-year-old out into the world by himself, would you? And I'm telling you, 18 is the new 12. I mean, it's I mean, it's just ridiculous how immature people are these days. And we think that just because they're 18 and legally, we can kick them out of the house. That's a plan. And then we wonder why they're getting in trouble with the law. We wonder why they're having problems with drugs. We wonder why, you know, we let up. 
We wonder why they're having all these problems. We wonder why they're getting girls pregnant. Because you didn't stick according to God's with God's plan. They're not ready to leave at 18 years old. They're ready to leave when they find their spouse. When they get married. You know, so so God's purpose, God's, you know, what for this cause? Marriage. That's why they leave. What's the purpose of marriage? To start a family, to be fruitful and multiply. What is the purpose of a family? Okay? Why are we here? You know, why why is it when you have these kids, we don't just send them off to orphanages? <laughs> why why is it when you have these kids, you know, why couldn't we just send them, you know, and we're kind of doing this in this country today, but, you know, what if when we had our kids, we just sent them off to this factory somewhere where they all just kind of, you know, we had this big warehouse where they all had their own rooms and things where they could be all safe and, you know, keep all the germs and things away and where they would be fed all the time where people will keep an eye on them to make sure nothing happens to them and then, you know, just take, make sure all their needs are taken care of. We'll have a school there where they'll teach them everything they need to know and then they'll keep them there until they turn 18 and when they turn 18, they can go do their own thing. Okay, why don't we do that? Because how many thinks that would work real well? That would be terrible. But yet... How do we raise our children these days? Well, I heard a lady yesterday. I was listening to the local radio, and they have this doctor, somebody lady on there. I forgot. I forgot what her name is. One of these psychologist people. And I'm telling you, she's a joke. All right. I mean, just an absolute joke. And she, this lady's on there, and she's talking about her child who has these severe anger issues, who's only three years old, and he's already using some really horrible language. He's always screaming that he hates me. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. And I just don't know where this is coming from. I don't know why he's doing it. She's like, well, when does he do this? Well, it's always when I'm dropping him off at daycare. I thought, why is your three-year-old going to daycare? That's what the lady should have said. Why aren't you taking care of him? You know, why do you want to ship your kids all over the place? Those people at daycare don't care about your kids. They just want your money. And, you know, we send them off to these public schools and stuff where... They feed them. They take care of them. They do everything for them. I mean, some of the public schools, they I mean, they're doing breakfast, lunch, and dinner anymore. we got to have more after-school programs. Why? Because the parents are working long hours. They need more babysitting. And I'm telling you, it's getting out of control. It's not the way God intended it. And we're wondering why kids are so messed up these days. You wonder why you can see kids out playing in the neighborhood. You can hear them using all kinds of filthy language. You hear about the horrible things kids do. It's because parents aren't raising them. And the purpose of a family is for mom and dad to train their children to someday have their own family. And they're not doing it anymore. Teach your children how to, how to you know, start, start another family. Teach your children the Word of God. Proverbs 22 and verse 6, that I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. Uh, uh, I believe that was Proverbs 22, 6. I didn't write, I didn't write it down. Uh, but that, I mean, a great verse of the Bible there. We are supposed to train our children. We're supposed to teach them what to do next, what God expects of them. We're supposed to teach our sons how to be good fathers and husbands and our daughters, you know, mothers and wives. We're supposed to teach our kids those things. And you know that mentality of having the world teach them everything. You know, they're not even teaching reading, writing, and arithmetic hardly in schools anymore. Half the stuff they're trying to indoctrinate them with is social issues. There's colleges today. I heard about a college on the radio today or this week that they are start. They're in uh, 
in one of their classes that they are requiring, if you're going to get a diploma, it was basically a course, it was just for the guys. Just the guys had to take it, basically on you know, domestic abuse and stuff and how to treat a woman and about not being abusive. They were going to make them take a class on respecting women and not being abusive. And I like, what in the world? Okay, first of all, dads are supposed to teach them that. One dad is supposed to teach them that by never hurting their mother. You know, and dad is, you know, dads are supposed to, you know, they're supposed to teach them the self-control and those kind of things. But colleges now have to teach young men don't beat women. And I thought about that, and I was like, you know, okay, that's stupid because we've got, you know, we've got these wonderful organizations like the YWCA that are empowering women and teaching women that they're strong and that they're great and that they don't need men. And if you go to the YWCA, you know, we can prove that women don't need men. But you do need us, and you need our medication that we're going to want to give you for all your psychological issues. You know, you know, where you're going to, and they, you know, you're going to, we're going to show you how to sign up for every government program that's out there because you don't need a man, but you need the government. I mean, they're not empowering women at all. And the truth is, you know, why do they have to teach men not to beat up women in these classes when on Hollywood women beat up the men all the time, don't they? I mean, it's perfectly normal for women to beat up the guy in Hollywood, so why aren't they teaching women not to beat up the men? Uh, it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. And we, but part of it is because people, young men, don't know they're not supposed to beat women because they've never been taught anything by their parents. I mean, haven't been taught a thing. All these social things they're wanting to teach kids, you know, about not being racist and not discriminating. Why can't parents teach those kind of things? And, you know, the same mentality, it's even pouring over in churches today where it's like parents, they expect the churches, the Sunday school teachers to teach their kids everything about the Bible. Parents are supposed to teach their kids about the Bible. Hopefully they learn something in church and in Sunday school, but they need to learn from their parents. And some parents, you know, they'll go and they'll send their kids to the Christian schools and they have the Christian daycares and all these Christian things. And, okay, I'm a good parent because I'm letting the church do all of it for me. But you know what? The church isn't even going to do as good of a job as you can do as a parent. They're not. It's just, it's God set up things a certain way and we can try to have substitutes and other things, but it's just not going to work as good. God wants you to train your family how to start another family. And one of the ways you do that, if you want your children to marry, your son to marry one woman and stick with her for life, it will help greatly if you as a father do the same thing. It'll make a huge difference. You've got to show them how it's done. You've got to teach your children to follow the Word of God. You've got to prepare them to teach their children the same thing. 2 Timothy 2.2 2, you know, The things which thou hast learned among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. We're supposed to pass things down from generation to generation. They're supposed to get it from the parents. Nowhere in the Bible do you see you know, organizations you know, like you know, like you know, the public schools and colleges and things that are supposed to teach your children how to live life. They're supposed to learn it from their parents. You know, in the Bible, you know, even in the church, you don't see that. You know, you see people in the church, you know, exhorting each other and teaching each other the scriptures and stuff. But nowhere is it the responsibility of the church to train your children. It's the responsibility of the parent. We're not going to discipline your kids. You know, that's, that's not our job as a church. That's 
the parent's job. And, you know, that's one of the horrible things about the public school today is we expect them to train our children, educate our children, practically raise our children, but don't you dare let them lay a hand on your children. Well, you know what? If, if they're raising your kids, they ought to be able to spank your kids. I mean, that's just the way I look at it. I mean, just yeah, they, ought to be, they ought to be able to do it. And if you don't like it, well, then you do it yourself, and then you can discipline them. All right? But, and I don't want them disciplining my kids either. I really don't. I don't know those people. I don't trust those people. But if I'm going to let them raise my kids, I'm going to let them punish them. I tell people that all the time. If they babysit my kids, hey, you can spank them if you need, if they need it. I, I say that all the time. Just And I mean it. You know, hey, you're watching my kids? You know, I wouldn't do it with anybody else's kids, but you can, you know, you can't of mine. <laughs> and, I, you know, I throw that out there. And of course, you know, nobody ever wants to do it. But uh, at the same time, I wouldn't be real offended. Uh, I, I really wouldn't. But it's the responsibility of the parents, not the schools, not the church. So what's the purpose of training? All right? Because then this is where I kind of want to answer the one question. All right? So what if that guy doesn't get married until he's 30 years old? You know, what if, does that mean he has to live with mom and dad until he gets married? Does that mean, you know, he's never allowed to do anything? He's never allowed to go anywhere? You know, he can't, you know, go off to Bible college or do anything of that nature? Is that what it's talking about? That he's got to stay at home until he finds a wife? No, I don't believe that is what it's talking about. But I do believe that until he gets a wife, the authority structure is still there. The authority, the father, is still the authority. And, you're th- and I know people, you hear that and think that sounds crazy. You know, some 30-year-old guy, his dad, you know, he shouldn't have to still listen to his dad. But he still shouldn't have to listen to his mom. But here's the thing. Here's the whole purpose of training, okay? The purpose of a family, you know, of marriage is to start a family. The purpose of a family is to train your children to start another family. And the purpose of training is to teach you how to go through life without being told what to do every step of the way. So, like, all right, so what if, if I'm 30 years old and I'm living with my parents, or even if they let me get my own place, does that mean if my mom comes over and tells me to clean up my room, I have to clean up my room? And here's the question I have is, well, you as a 30-year-old, do your parents still need to tell you to clean up your room? See, because here's the purpose of training. If they've taught you these things, and they're, they're what's right, and they're the Word of God, you're supposed to obey that for the rest of your life, aren't you? And if they've done a good job training you, they don't need to tell you every little thing to do. You know, it bothers me with my older kids when I have to tell them to brush their teeth. Okay? You know, by, I'm thinking, by now you guys ought to know brush your teeth. Okay, you know, brush your, you, know, you got to brush your teeth every every morning when you get up. You got to brush your teeth every night before you go to bed. Brush your teeth. Okay, you know it's one thing for Allie. Okay, and I got to remind her all the time. But you know, hopefully one of these days I won't have to do it anymore. And you know what? If my boys don't get married until they're 25 and maybe they've got their own place, I really hope I don't have to go over to their house and say, "Hey, brush your teeth lately." Brush your teeth. Hopefully they're just going to do it. On their own. Oh well, what if they you know want want to quit church and don't want to go to church anymore? Does that mean you, as a parent, you can make them go to church? Well, listen. Obviously, in today's society, 
You can't make them do anything after they turn 18, can you? But at the same time, just because they're 25 doesn't mean they don't have to go to church anymore. They still should be going to church. And they shouldn't have to be told. If they've been trained, if the, if the right thing's been done, they can go, they can, live, they can live their life, they can do what they need to do, and mom and dad don't have to tell them what to do anymore. Obviously, said we talked about it a while back, once they turn 18, they can do whatever they want to do, and there's nothing we can do to stop them. Okay? I understand that. However, if you've done a good job training, if they are a mature 20-some-year-old, you're not going to have to tell them to brush your teeth. You're not going to have to make them go to church. You're not going to have to make them do the things that they're supposed to do. They should be able to go on and live a normal life and not get themselves in trouble. If they're 25 years old and they're not married, okay, hopefully if you, you won't have to tell them, don't go, you know, don't date that girl that's lost. Don't be fooling around with them. You know, don't be. You, hopefully, you don't have to tell them those things. Hopefully, they know all that stuff. I hope when my boys turn 21, I don't have to follow around and tell them, don't drink. You know, don't go to the gas station to buy a beer. You're old enough now to do that. Hopefully, I don't have to tell them to do that anymore. Hopefully, they'll just do it on their own. Because when your parents teach you something that's from the Word of God, we're supposed to obey it for the rest of our life, aren't we? In Jeremiah chapter 35, we're not going to take time to read through the story, but we see uh, there was a group of people, they were the, the descendants of Jonadab, the son of Rechab, and their father, he had commanded them to always live in tents. He commanded them never to take anything from the vine. No grapes, no wine of the grapes. They weren't supposed to touch it, and for generations, they never did any of those things. They followed the commandments of their father. Oh, what a bunch of daddy's boys. What a bunch of wimps. You know, God commended them for that. God was pleased with them. And you know, God said, why can't Israel be that same way? God had given them commandments in His Word that they were supposed to follow, and they weren't following the commandments they got from God. But these descendants of Jonadab, the son of Rechab, these guys were following the commandments of their father for generations. And God was pleased with that. And the truth is, even if you, as a young man, you get married, okay, you are now the head of your own house. But if the things that you were commanded and taught by your parents were from the Word of God, that does not give you life. Say, well, I'm the old head of my house now. I don't have to go to church anymore. I don't have, you know, I don't have to do this anymore. Oh, my parents, when I was living at home, they never let me watch R-rated movies. Now I can watch R-rated movies. I can do this. I can. No, that doesn't give you license to do that. If what they were teaching you was right, was from the Word of God, you should follow it the rest of your life. That that is God's plan. God expects God expects families. He expects one man and one woman. That's God's plan. Sometimes things fall apart. And when they do, it's chaos, isn't it? I mean, it's painful for everybody. But God did give them the bill of divorcement, didn't He? Because of the hardness of their heart. This wasn't that it wasn't God's plan. It wasn't what He wanted to do. But it was something that they demanded. It was something they just they had to have. And He gave it to them. But you know, sometimes God gives us things that we ask for even though He knows it's not going to be good for us. You know, I've heard it said this way before that sometimes God gives His permission but doesn't give His blessing. 
Have you ever done that with your kids before? Maybe they're doing something they shouldn't do, and you're just watching as a parent like they're going to get hurt. And you tell them, don't do that, you're going to get hurt. And they just keep on doing it, and finally you're just like, you know what, I'm going to let, I'm going to let them get hurt. You know, I don't think they'll get killed, but let's, I'll let them get hurt. And then uh, they'll learn, they'll, I'll let them learn the hard way. And we've, we've probably all done that as a parent before. You, you, know, you let them get hurt. You let, and, and sometimes God does the same thing. He'll see the things that, you know, we're, you know, let us, you know, let us do this. Let me do this. Let me do this. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Then finally, all right, fine. Go ahead. Permission granted. And then we get ourselves in trouble, and we're supposed to learn from that. And people do that in the area of family all the time. A guy maybe sees a girl. I know she's lost. I know I'm not supposed to be unequally yoked with unbelievers. But you know what? I you know I want to do it. I want to do it. Lord, please let me. Lord, please let me. Hey, I've been praying. You know, I prayed about it. I prayed about it. And the Lord finally said, "Go ahead." And but that doesn't mean He was giving you His blessing. Maybe He just said, "All right, fine. <laughs> you're going to be in trouble. You're going to be sorry. You're going to wish you listened." The Bible talks about God gives some people over to a reprobate mind. And they'll let them do things that will eventually destroy themselves because they just wouldn't listen. You know, he that being often reproved and hardeneth his neck shall suddenly be destroyed. And that without remedy. Sometimes God just says, fine, go ahead. And God intended for people to get married. He intended for them to stay married. He intended for them to get married young. I'm not saying if you, if you got married at 30 that you did it wrong. But I believe, you know, I don't believe we ought to be waiting forever just because we're trying to, you know build our career and we're just going to do all these things, you're probably just going to get yourself in trouble. Okay? Enjoy the wife of your youth. He intended for you to have kids. Am I saying everybody's got to have six kids? I'm not saying that. But I am saying God didn't make all these whacked out things that they're putting in women that's making them crazy, uh, you know, to stop it. I think that, you know, I, I, I highly recommend that you be very careful in that area and, and run as fast as you can from it. I mean, there's, there's some serious side effects that's causing a lot of problems. And I said, I'm not a doctor in those things, but you know what? I know crazy when I see it. And I, and, and I know a lot of times it's a result of some unnatural chemicals. And we've got to be careful with that. He wants to be fruitful multiplied. He wants us to have families. He wants you as parents to train your kids, okay? I want to be a good dad. I think, you know, I think my wife... Wants to be a good mom. I, I think we're okay parents, I guess. But you know what? We can't raise anyone's kids better than you can. They weren't. They didn't come from us. They weren't. Made, they weren't made from us. They were made from you. God intended for you to do it, and you've got to teach them these things. And then, with kids, when you grow up, you know, don't listen to the world. Think 18. It's license for me to do whatever I want to do. You stay in the protection. And under that umbrella of authority of your parents that God gave you, that is protection for you. That will benefit you. And when that day comes where you find a wife, then you're going to have your own family. You'll be the own head of your house. And that still doesn't mean go and throw out everything my my parents ever told me to do. If it was from the Word of God, then you yourself just submit to the, submit to God. Is ultimately what you're doing. And then you train your kids to do the same thing. You know, I think about churches today. Um, you know, many churches, especially, you know, especially in Baptist churches today, it seems like it's getting harder and harder to find young families. I mean, churches all the time. You know, they, they talk about how we have no young families, but they've got all kinds of old people in the church. Well, did none of those old people have kids? 
You know, well, yeah, they had some kids, but a lot of times they're not in church anymore. They're, they don't go to church. A lot of times, maybe their kids do go to church, but they only had like one. You know, we wonder why Islam's grown so fast. It's because they're reproducing. In Christianity, we're not doing that. We're trying to keep up with the world. We want to have all the stuff that the world has, and well, that's going to be really hard to do if you have five or six kids. And so we want to do everything we can to stop it, and we wonder why churches don't have hardly any kids today. When there's some, even churches with young people, there's hardly any kids. You know, why is that? Are all the women cursed and barren? Women used to look at that as a curse. Now it's a blessing to them that they will go buy. Or no, they don't buy it anymore. It's free. Uh, you know, your insurance companies have to provide it. You know, government's got to provide it. You know, and that is not what God intended. And then people wonder why they're old and alone and miserable. Well, you know what? Maybe if you'd have had those kids, you'd have had somebody to take care of you. You'd have had somebody to bring you joy. You'd have had those grandkids that you could have enjoyed. You know, I remember my wife's grandpa, you know, when he was all he was always a happy, jolly guy, and especially when all the family was together. You could you could just see it, man. He just loved it. He was from here in town. When all the family was together, that was just his happiest time. They they had four kids and those four kids had a lot of kids. And he was. He was proud of his family. And that was one thing he was so proud of till the day he died was all of his family. And then there's other people, they're miserable because they're all alone. They thought of themselves their whole lives and they're all alone. And it's like, man, I, you know, I'd hate to die that way in a, you know, in a nursing home. Well, you know, I think part of it, maybe if you had a bunch of kids, you'd probably die too early. <laughs> you know, alone and miserable in a nursing home for a long time. You know, but they will, they'll wear you out. They'll probably take a few years off your life. But you know what? Uh, I'd, rather have, <laughs> I'd rather have a shorter life that I could enjoy than a long life where I'm miserable. And I and I have I've seen those folks that are just completely alone. And a lot of times it wasn't because they had to be, it was because they wanted to be. They wanted those house, you know, nicer houses and nicer cars. They they wanted that bigger bank account. And they missed out on some of life's greatest blessings. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows. In the hands of a mighty man. I mean, what a messed up attitude we have when it comes to children today. It was not God's plan. Anybody remember Obed-Edom in the Bible? I forgot how many sons he had. I mean, he had a bunch of sons. And you know what? It said, because the Lord blessed him. That was always looked at as a blessing. And it, you know, and I do. I just I scratch my head sometimes when people are looking at me funny and I'm thinking... You should be looking with envy. But no, they would they're envying the people that are driving the fancy cars. They have all you know the fancy houses and things. And that's what everybody's going for. And we wonder why everybody's miserable. We wonder why the bars are full. We're gonna drive by the bar tonight on the way home. The long shot, I think it's called. And there will be way more cars there than there are here tonight. And some nights, I mean it's that place is packed out all the time. Why? Well, if you live that life that the world's living today, you'd probably want to drink too. But that why are they like that? Because they've stepped out of God's plan. This is it. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. You want to leave your father's mother? 
All right, where do you find a wife? When you find a wife, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to be fruitful and multiply. After you multiply, you train those kids to go and eventually do the same thing. And if we would do that, we would we would be growing as a church, wouldn't we? So keep that in mind. So with that, I want us all to stand together with their heads bowed and eyes closed.